0: Okay, jury members, we need to come to a conclusion on this case. He's guilty. There were ten witnesses who saw him. I agree. Anyone think he's not guilty? I think he's not guilty. His brother said he was with him 300 miles away. I agree. I thought you agreed he was guilty. I did. I don't limit myself to only one truth. I believe there are many truths. Do you believe the testimony of the ten witnesses? Yes. And you believe the brother's testimony? Yes. How is it possible for a person to be in a bank and yet 300 miles away at the same time? I don't know, but we need to respect the beliefs and testimonies of all the witnesses. In other words, you don't really want to think this through? Many people believe that all religions lead to heaven, yet Jesus claimed that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through him. Since these claims contradict each other, have you examined the evidence and decided which is the truth? Randy concludes this four-part series, The Great Deception Pandemic, that sadly is ignored by most, even though it destroys millions upon millions for all eternity. He will give final warnings to protect yourself from the contagious deceptions of the disapproved preachers of today. As the Apostle Paul warns in 2 Corinthians 113 5 but I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. You happily put up with whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. But I don't consider myself inferior any way to these super apostles who teach such things. So now here is Randy.
1: Morality continues to decay. November 3rd, more evidence to let you you see from Barna. More than four out of five adults, 83%, contend that they are concerned about the moral condition of the nation. Given that 84% of all adults consider themselves to be Christians, they have good reason to worry about the moral state of the country. Many of their own views conflict with the moral teachings of their professed faith. Of the ten moral behaviors evaluated, a majority of Americans believe that each of these three activities were morally acceptable. Number one, those... Most favored, 61% say gambling is fine and wonderful before God. Number two, cohabitation, 60%. Now, what's cohabitation? Not married, just shack up. Let's just live together. Yeah, 60% say, what's wrong with that? God says that's called fornication or adultery, depending on which part you're connected here. Sexual fantasies, 59%, it's okay to dream about having sexual intercourse with anybody you want. Yeah, baby. Nearly half the adult population felt that two other behaviors were morally acceptable. Having an abortion, 45% says, hey, what's the big deal? God doesn't got a problem with that. And having a sexual relationship with someone of the opposite sex other than their spouse, 42% say adultery is fine. And all these people, most of them are all claiming they're Christian. Have we got a problem like Baal? Yes, we do. See what I'm saying? First, that leaders stop believing the scripture, then the people stop practicing the scripture. And we, just like Israel, have compromised the moral standards, so God is not happy. Number one, it's not enough to ask whether the prophet's predictions came true, is it then? Because Baal's came true, I mean, ba- um, Balaam's came true, yet he was false. It's not enough to verify he preaches from the Bible or is popular in the church because Scripture warned that that's going to happen. If you listen to 2 Timothy 3, it says that's not going to be proof. And Jesus said, many will say unto me, Lord, Lord, I've I've cast out demons, I've preached in your name and I've done mighty miracles, and you'll will say, I never knew you. So that's not good enough, is it? It's imperative we look behind the scenes at his lifestyle and doctrines, both together. Mark 13, for false Christ and false prophets will arise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Notice the deception. Therefore, in these last days, false preachers will do so many miracles, it will confuse everybody. Everybody. Now, let me give you one other example. This is a guy named Phil. Phil came to Moody Church. To visit and met with the pastor Erwin Lutzer which I'm getting a lot of this information from his book now he explained as this guy began to talk to him he told him he went to a religious meeting two to three thousand people were there it was a electrifying spiritual experience well while the, while the priest got up and began to speak out of nowhere he goes there's a man here a young man who is fighting leukemia So was Phil, he thought. Well, there's two or 3,000 people. I'm sure that's a lot of people. But he didn't stop. He goes on to say, And this man is also going through a divorce. He said, Well, there's still a lot of people, but two out of three. That's talking about me. And it kind of blew his mind as it kept narrowing down the scope of pointing. Then he said... This man will return next year after chemo and radiation treatments and report God completely healed him and answered the prayers. Next year, he went back and reported he was completely healed and God answered his prayers. He was the guy the priest talked about. Every point perfectly right. Every point true. Was this man a man of God? Was this man a prophet of God, or was he a false prophet? Religious service, clearly told the truth, spoke from the Bible? How do you know whether he's true or false? What? Got to go deeper. go deeper. And that's what we do, test all things. Going deeper, they ask about the priest. What did he believe? Oh, brother, when you started hearing what he said about the Bible, suddenly you knew something was very wrong you subtracted all the things off, he disagreed with the scripture, and you knew he was a false prophet. Yet every sign showed he was powerful. I I benefit, and that's what people say. Who cares? I got something out of this. And that's why they suck into a false prophet. But one thing that happened with Phil was he had some residue of things that happened in his life and his soul. He started having depression that he never had before, it cost him. When what the evidence they find from the occultic healings, it always costs somebody. Your disease goes away, but you start having depression or mental problems. Things always connect that way. And he suffered, and he had to be prayed for, or whatever through a real situation. But all the appearance looked like the real thing here. Now there actually are four false prophecies that we need to look at, and that's out of Jeremiah fourteen fourteen. The Lord said to me. The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I have not sent them, commanded them, nor spoken to them. You know, that reminds me of the guy from Wendy's. You see those ads from Wendy's? You ever see at night a guy comes up and the guy's, Hey, anybody home up there? Who are you? I'm Mr. Wendy's. Do you work for them? No, I'm just unofficial. That's what a false prophet is. God says, I didn't send them. I didn't ask them to do this. You know, if I came to you and said, hey, I represent the President of the United States, I could start telling you all kinds of true things. Guess what? It doesn't matter how much truth I tell you why. I never talked to the guy. He didn't send me here to tell you anything. It's a lie, even though I tell you lots of true things. Because if he didn't send me, he didn't send me. I appointed myself. Do You see the difference? A lot of people claim they're of God, but they appointed themselves. They are God's voice, and they might tell you a lot of truth. It's just not of God. I have not sent them, commanded them, nor spoken. They prophesy to you a false vision, divination, a worthless saying, and deceit of their heart. Four things are there. False vision. Actually, they receive supernatural visions, but it's not from God. It's from the devil. They actually see these things. They'll say, I saw Jesus come into my room. There was a guy that was deep into the New Age movement. The person who kept coming to him in these supernatural visions kept saying it was Jesus. So he thought Jesus was leading him. It was not Jesus, but it was a real supernatural experience. But it was a false Jesus by what he told him and what he commanded him to do was all against the Bible. But he appeared as the most clearly Jesus you ever wanted. Beautiful, comforting, same old story, but it wasn't the real thing. Secondly, divinations, that's divine curses using witchcraft or powers A lot of these, I've even read some books and seen some books in the Christian books that are talking about witchcraft in the church. Some of these leaders are using witchcraft even if they don't know what they call it. They're actually tied into witchcraft practices as they operate inside the churches and use these powers for what they think are for God or not. And they're deceived, but they're actually using witchcraft powers and principles to accomplish their task. Number three, idolatries, leading people to bow to graven images or a God of the imagination. Remember, no matter what it is, you guys that were Catholic, you bow down before the images of Mary or saints, guess what? The Bible says make no image. So if you bow down, no matter whether it's quoted in a church or not, that's idolatry. God says, "Ah, I don't approve of that. So they're right. They can tell you a sign that there's something wrong. No matter what good they do for you, no matter if you feel wonderful or healed, if that's a practice, that says it's a false teacher because God says, don't you let them do that and lead you that way. Fourth one is delusions. Literally, they fabricate these things in their own mind. they got these visions of themselves. And it's not of God at all. And therefore, they delude you because they're deluded. Now, last couple points. He said, I didn't send them. They promised prosperity, is what Jeremiah said. They kept saying, God isn't going to give you any problems. There's going to be no famines. There's not going to be hard times. Everything's going to be wonderful. Basically, they were telling the people, claim your inheritance and blessing. You are Jews of the chosen people. Accept your blessing. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. We belong to Jehovah, God of the universe. Let's live in faith and blessing. And Jeremiah said, oh, I'm sorry to disagree. God has said He's going to send a war and He's going to kill you all because you rebel against Him and won't obey Him. Don't listen to that idiot. Receive your blessings. Nothing's going to happen. Guess what happened? They came in, they killed them all, and they, you know, but they liked the false prophets because they told them what they wanted to hear. The false prophets give them false hopes. Don't ever believe a prophet who tells you you don't have to repent of your sin and your sin's not a problem. Sin is a problem, and God says it over and over again from Genesis to Revelation. You don't have any combination with God and sin. People want blessings, not judgment. So they generally listen and accept these people. And they're gullible because they want to hear the good stuff. It says, You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Notice why God allows false preachers with miracles and wonders to come and you think maybe it's unfair. Why does He do it? He's giving you a test. He is testing you to see whether you're going to obey the word that you know is true or say, I wanted that money anyway. <laughs> I can go to this church. They won't ever yell about my, my greediness and my covetousness. They're going to tell me it's a blessing from God. Yeah, who wants to hear a stupid Baptist preacher tell them you have to tithe 10%? Instead, God's going to give me more money. I want that kind of church. And there you go, run off to the church that gives you what you want. And that's what our culture's full of. Guess what? He said, I'm going to let those people decipher, those false preachers are going to help me to see whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Like Jesus proclaimed in Matthew 22, this test of truth of if you love God. Will you obey him without any prompts without any rewards of extra cash. Will you just obey him because he said to? Thus says the Lord from the word. Also, the super apostles attacked Paul. They used letters of accommodation. They got a letter from their buddy that said, you need to listen to this preacher. He's the best guy I ever had in my church. But we do this all the time. This guy's the one. They set up denominational headquarters and say, this guy's the guy because we ordained him under our group. We send him a letter of recommendation saying he's a great guy. Follow him. So they set up their little clubs of people and said, this is the guy. Here's his letters proving he's the best guy. We've uh, approved him. We've given him a letter of uh, he's a reverend in our group. We think he's the best. Take him. They recommended one another. They claimed to lead the churches into a fuller revelation and relationship with God than Paul could do. They did not dispute the need for faith in Jesus, but they needed to become Jews to get the full blessing. They were what's called the Judaizers of Scripture. We're not saying Paul's wrong, but if you want the full blessings, just think God was with the Jews forever. You've got to become a real Jew and then follow Jesus. And then you'll get it all. You'll get the real revelation and blessing from God. They preached Jesus plus the law for truly entering into the blessings of God. Notice the difference. And with that, they offered people so many things. And Paul said, I consider that I'm not all inferior to these super apostles. They were more popular. They claimed special revelations, mocked the apostle Paul claiming to be super, super to him and everything else. Today, some say you must get the baptism to get the full blessing of the whole gospel. You must join their group to really get to heaven. Some groups say if you're not baptized in their swimming pools, you don't go to heaven. They got all kinds of stupendous answers. They claimed hidden knowledge. They were orators and commanded feasts to speak. You know, they made, just like today, you want me to come to your church? 5,000 bucks, I'll come. You know, Paul said, 2 Corinthians 11, 7, and 8, he had, to, he had to explain why he didn't charge money. Did I commit sin in humbling myself that you might be exalted because I preach the gospel for free? I robbed other churches taking wages from them to minister to you. But they actually condemn Paul. He's not very good. He didn't even, he's so cheap nobody will listen to him. He can't even get money to go. Look at, we're so cool. People pay me 5,000 bucks. I have them begging me to come. Paul gets nothing. Who's, more, who's got the truth, him or me? They literally used the money greed thing to prove they were real. That's scary. It's the same as today in many cases. Last point, 2 Corinthians 11.4. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put it up with it. Three tests. If somebody comes to you and offers you another Jesus, in other words, the cosmic Jesus that kind of walks in visions and says everything's wonderful, come with me, you'll have heaven forever, all people go to heaven, like you said some shows will say, glows on their head, God's wonderful, He loves everybody, just all you have to do is say you're sorry to your friend who, who was mad at you and you're in. That's None that's, no, of that's true. Another Jesus, a Santa Claus Jesus, Oh, He gives gifts to everyone. It doesn't matter what your lifestyle is. Just pray a little prayer and you're in. See, those are the Santa Claus Jesuses. How about the prosperity Jesus? He wants you to be rich. If you're not rich, you're not blessed from God. You better listen to me because your money comes, fills your pockets up when you're in the right calling with God. Prosperity Jesus. There's all kinds of Jesuses out there. The Jehovah's Witness, remember, they told me we serve the same Jesus. I told them, no, They're wrong. A Mormon told uh, Erwin Lutzer that they had the same Jesus. He said, no, we don't. Your Jesus comes from a planet over someplace who the father had sex with his people, and then he's a son of, of God, and, and no, no, we don't have the same Jesus. You've got a whole different Jesus. You don't understand. That's a different Jesus. You're talking about some other Jesus in the Bible. I'm, fr- I'm sorry. Everybody thinks they have the same Jesus. They don't. Different spirit. People that have manifestations that get slapped to the wall, knocked on the floor, dragged through the... Whatever they do, you know. They say, that's all of God. Good. Here's the Bible. Show me where all those things happen. They'll say, no, these are new things. New revelations. No, no. God says, use this book as the measure. If it's not there, don't buy it. Don't buy it. In that, their message is wrong. Instead of repentance, they, in the cross, they say blessing and riches. And finally, the gospel. The gospel is simple. You are a sinner. You, from your birth, have not listened to a word that God said. You've done what you wanted to all your days. And unless you admit that you're a criminal before God, and unless you stop it and confess before Him that you're condemned to death and beg Him to forgive you, and receive the substitution of Christ's death on the cross for you, and turn from your sin and live the cross life of sacrifice and serve Jesus in His kingdom till you die, you're not in. Notice my message is not very popular according to our culture. And notice it never has been. Are you following the right Jesus? Are you walking in the right spirit? And are you proclaiming the true gospel? Discern reality. Follow truth. Don't accept my word. Get that Bible and start looking at it. Study to show yourself or prove yourself that you are approved by God. Because the Bible is the only approval of heaven or hell, right or wrong, true preacher, false preacher, whatever.
0: This is the end of the series, The Great Deception Pandemic. Never forget that you are warned by Jesus in Matthew 7 15 to 16 that the main way Satan tries to deceive us is through false prophets, which means false preachers. He says, beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Do not forget if you do not learn to discern, which is to perceive with the eyes and detect or distinguish, you will be a gullible person who is easily deceived or duped. That is why God warns us in 1 Thessalonians 5.21 to test all things, hold fast what is good. And the only vaccine to protect you is revealed in 2 Timothy 3.16-17, NLT2, all Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So please dig deeper in the Word of God. 2 Timothy 2.15 Amplified Bible, states, Study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching, the Word of Truth. If you have questions, you can ask Randy by contacting him on Twitter at Randy M. Bell or online at narrowroadunderground.klptv.com.